You're listening to Attack the Pod, a podcast with news, views, and how-tos inspired by Amsterdam's biggest, best, and most international triathlon and cycling club with your hosts, Neil and Matt. Here we are. It is, I think, podcast number 18, although I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I get them all mixed track. up. We've lost track. And I don't know if it's still right for us to say Happy New Year, but what do you think? Should we say it? We- 21st of January, come on. <laughs> we have left this a bit late, but, um, well, we've been busy, right? We've, we've, we've had a Christmas today. break, well earned. <laughs> we should be coming out of this looking absolutely ripped, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we are. I'm Neil and I'm joined by Matt. Hello. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take you through the pod this this month, or maybe this will span a couple of months. The spans sort of this spans December and January. Yeah, if we can remember how to do this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we're gonna talk. To, the The theme this time is is on your bike, and this is about sort of indoor training, right? This is what we're gonna talk about. You talk about indoor cycling, yeah. yeah indoor yeah. cycling, sorry. And um, yeah, we're gonna talk about some club news. We're gonna talk about the the camp, and um, we'll see where we go from there. You ready to do it? Yeah, well, we're, we're, we've got a different vibe this time as well. We're doing it virtually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so you're in one part of the Netherlands and I'm in yeah. Amsterdam, another part. So let's see how it goes. Let's give it our best shot. So we've had a few months off, Matt. What have we been up to in those few months? Where to start? You can start. I think you've had the best, the, the, the most So I moved house, as uh, most people know. Uh, so now live in uh, North Brabant, so in Oosterwijk, uh, in the countryside. Is it Brabant or...? Brabant. Is it? Yeah. Have you been honing uh, uh, that accent? Trying my best. I'm going to the nuns, actually, in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> you did I'm, that? Uh, cool yeah, I'm going to do a, an intensive Dutch week so oh. I can, uh, yeah, so I can, you know, fully uh, socialise and nice. improve the levels. It? It's a less English down there. Do you notice it? I mean, most people speak English still, but um, it, it, there's a sort of difference in that, you know, in Amsterdam, when you say something and they immediately detect that you're not Dutch, yep. they switch straight away whereas here the tendency is more to stick with the dutch but to speak a bit more slowly or yeah. whereas if you say can you speak english then they'll speak english but it's actually useful for for getting to to improve a little bit i'm definitely speaking a little bit more and uh That's cool. yeah That's yeah, cool. yeah. Nice. but other than that uh yeah getting used to my local surrounds lots of i'm very lucky lots of trial running Lots of uh, mountain biking, lots of gravel riding, lots of uh, yeah, taking taking advantage of being sort of closer to nature and in the woods and stuff. And, and how's uh, the swimming been going? Swimming's not so good. <laughs> I took a break. I'm uh, I think three or four months out of the pool now. So <laughs> you didn't get uh, that pool built. I'm, I'm about garden. to go back on Monday, so it's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. Nice. How about nice. you? Not a lot. So we've done a few mountain bike rides. I think before you left, um, before you abandoned us and moved down south. That's right. Um, so I don't know about mountain biking, but yeah, I, I was fine. I was just doing training. I was doing the, I'm back at the swim gym, Been do, was doing swimming, doing running, uh, doing some indoor training. And then we, I went to Poland for Christmas and then I just felt a bit shit, got a bit of a cold, um, which lasted a few weeks. And it wasn't yeah. an Omnicron cold? No, I thought it was. Like I was convinced I had it and I tested it at least 10 times and, and it wasn't. So uh, <laughs> I was responsible at least. Um, but I was sort of left, still left with this cough that is kind of pissing me off a bit. But I felt better the last last week or so has been good. Um, so I've been getting back into this structured training, which is which has been good. But um, got some 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 swims in when I was in Poland. I was staying in a hotel for a couple of weeks, which had a proper swim pool, twenty five meters, lanes, and no other people. So that was good. 
Especially yeah. when the, well, everyone else was uh, yeah. limited to outdoor swims. and Yeah, exactly. But here's the funny thing. When I went back to the swim gym this week and they were like, oh, it's okay. We know everyone's had time off and I'm nodding my head like <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I, I actually had only half the time off. So yeah, and got a couple of runs as well in Poland, but it was nowhere near as much as I wanted to do. And I think as, as most people do, oh, slightly overindulged. So I need to lose a bit of that. Um, I think but, it's hard to keep the structure over Christmas and New Year with uh, maybe some holidays from work as well and yeah, families I mean, I, visiting or going to visit families and all those things. I'm aware of it. I mean, I've spent years getting it wrong and I've always tried to take the notion that uh, this is going to happen if I don't make an, a, a concerted, a more of an effort to make sure I train. And so over the last, you know, four or five years, I've always made sure to keep that up. But yeah, this year it wasn't happening. It was really, it was a bit of a bad Christmas for me in that respect. But it was nice to be with family and stuff, so that was cool. Um, so yeah, that was it. And here we are back in January. Shit weather, Netherlands, grey skies, lockdown. Lots um, of rain. Yeah, the usual. So uh, <laughs> all the no- all the positive stuff. <laughs> anyway, this episode, we, yeah, we're going to go through news and events. Um, we're going to look at and we're going to look into the subject of indoor cycling. There's been a lot of talk about this um, with... Um, in the club, because they're, they've, they've been launching sort of Zwift events for club members, or or is it Trainer Road? I can't remember. Been doing, yeah, a few Zwift uh, events. I think yeah. uh, it's probably a bit of a split, quite a few yeah. on Trainer Road as well. And but there's always questions as well. We always yeah. get questions from, especially newer cyclists, but yeah. uh, or people moving from maybe sunnier climbs where they were uh, able to to train outdoors all the time and yeah. uh, it's a, it's always a popular question so i think it's good that we sort of dive in and cover it in a little bit of detail and yeah. give a bit of an overview yeah I, I don't know if you remember the last one we were talking about uh swimming and i think we had francesco and i committed to making sure that we could get johan that i would get johan on the show so i was at the swim gym this week i saw <laughs> johan standing not talking to anyone and i walked right past him so i just thought <laughs> <laughs> I just thought Good I'd job. come clean Good on work. that. <laughs> Still an open commitment there, folks. <laughs> right, we're going to move on. This is the news of triathlon stuff. That sounds like a familiar jingle. Matt, take us through the news. Yeah, so obviously not much racing happening, certainly in the Netherlands and probably most of the rest of the world at the moment. But um, I thought it was interesting to uh, sort of highlight some big changes that have been happening in, in sort of triathlon industry, at least, um, with the PTO. So for those who don't know, that's a professional triathletes organization and, uh, a fairly recent organization sort of the last year or two has, has got a foothold with the idea of, um, professionalizing long distance triathlon, I guess, and getting, uh, increased sort of coverage sponsorship. All would those you, things. Would, would you say it's fair to say there, on one hand, to sort of commercialising it more, but at the expense, or not at the expense, but to the advantage of they're going to get far more people interested in watching it and participating. And so taking the boringness out of it, is, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, this is where the sort of um, tension exists, I think, because it's very much or, or focused around this piece of the professional. So... If you look at like uh, they they were the organisers behind the Collins Cup, so the yep. Europe versus uh, North America versus rest of the world race, which took place in the summer, and the thought behind it was always that it was going to be very much sort of uh, about raising the profile of the professional sort of mm. racing. That essentially the, the sort of 
selling the fact that professional triathletes are probably like the most complete or the fittest tri- you know people in the world or amongst them certainly is this like the tour de france for triathlon in a way is it that sort of, i forget the name of the organization yeah yeah i guess the, their <laughs> model is closer to sort of like uh the grand slams in tennis and and sort of uh you know, the likes of the the Ryder Cup in golf and, right. and trying to really, they're trying to like raise that profile. But what's interesting is they've um, announced for next year or starting from next year, it's going to build over the next few years, these, uh, these idea of like Grand Slam. So four races across four big territories. Mm. Um, but they will have quite a significant uh, age group uh, part of those races. So ah. The so question then is sort to, of like, yeah, I guess everyone's been wondering sort of uh, it, it, the whole thing's backed by an investment firm. Yeah. And the question's always been sort of how do they get their money back out of it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe raising the profile and selling some of the events is one one thing, but that's never going to cover the sort of the prize pools that they're offering or yep. the encouragement. So it seems like they've identified the fact that, you know, triathlon is a, is a huge participation sport yeah. and, and maybe could be bigger even. So, um, so this yeah. is, uh, I'm going to, this is potentially to... moving into kind of Ironman world, I guess. Yeah. I was, there was a couple of things that, that I was going to talk about there and I'm going to keep trying to compare it to things so that I can get my head around this. I'm still gold. So I'm still gold has a professional race. And then the next game day it has the race me and you can do. Is it that yeah. sort of thing that you're, I think, at? I mean, there's, yeah. So there's a positive side to this in the, apparently the age group racing and the professional racing will be separate. So yeah. it's not like your average Ironman where you but are on the course. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, which is a sales point of Ironman. I think, you know, the idea that you can be racing, you know, in the same race as Jan Frodeno, like yeah. which, which other he sport. He doesn't like it though. I mean, it's probably annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, come on, Neil, stop running with me. It's, <laughs> it's me saying that to him. It slows me down. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, that is a cool part of the sport, but equally it kind of makes it feel less professional at the pointy end, right? Like you don't watch sort of Federer line up on uh, center court Wimbledon with, you know, his mate Dave sort of like, <laughs> yeah, hacking a few serves over on the sure. next call along. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, uh, yeah, so on the, on the positive side, it looks like they are going to sort of split those up, whether it's a sort of morning and afternoon race or cool. a sort of day, day after next day race but um yeah, yeah i guess i guess the idea is sort of like trying to combine that sort of idea of like the tennis grand slam so those mm. like four major races and also the distance is, is a specific they call it the pto distance but um it's a 2k well 100k in total so it comes out just short of a half so it's a 2k swim 80k bike and an 18k run uh, which yeah, hundred k. They're trying exactly. to carve their own niche here, aren't they? They're trying to so, exactly that. Yeah, I so think they, they are, and the, they're trying to create their own distance. Yeah, PTO and, distance, did you call it? They are. Yeah, yeah, they call it the PTO distance so that's or the, the half. That's an, I wonder if you'll get a half PTO. Well, they're talking about one of those <laughs> races because the the sort of criticism of this is that it's it it's meant to be for all long distance triathletes. But if you think about it, it yeah. much favors the shorter because it's it's well it's less than a half so even closer to an olympic kind of distance where there's already good sponsorship there's already good coverage there's already good prize money in the olympic distance in the in the that sort of uh world so the criticism of that distance comes to this but they've said one of those events is going to be a double distance so then it's a 200 kilometer race so um can you see yourself trying to get involved with this 
You know, it looks quite exciting. I've got to be honest, because if you look at the venues that they've chosen so far, so I think it's uh, Denver in the US and somewhere in Canada, the first two. Then they're going to follow up in Europe and uh, Asia, I think, but they haven't announced those venues. But if they get into cool venues like, you know, inner city venues, like uh, I, I can see if they bring that sort of broadcast element and the excitement and professional races, but also add that because, you know, face it, even with big Ironman races, you tend to be racing sort of the arsehole of nowhere, right? Yeah. They even, yeah. like Ironman Barcelona is, you know, great it's race, Galilla, but it's, it's, not even it's 40 kilometers away from Barcelona. <laughs> it's like you a know, so, flight. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You know, fact, whereas you like, yeah, and it'll get you closer to the start <laughs> of the day. <laughs> the idea of, you know, it, let's say, I don't know, like uh, the European one is like PTO London or something, and you're literally sort of right, you know, yeah, riding those cool. roads. I can imagine the, yeah, I, think it'd be interesting to get involved they with tried sure. years ago with these uh I, I don't know what it was called now brian smith was behind it he's one of the the commentators now on eurosport but mm-hmm. it was like uh doing the same with sort of crit racing in the streets um i can't remember the series i don't know if it's still nocturnal maybe they called it was one of them pretty cool though and it was to the same idea it obviously doesn't have the power that this does i mean pto is backed by an investment firm or something so they've yeah. got they're throwing cash at this then big money yeah, yeah. big money yeah, so, so uh, bigger. Yeah, Iron and Man, I think they're if I was Iron at, Man, I'd be a bit worried. Especially if you look at what they've people. done with the uh, with the Collins Cup in terms of television and yeah. getting it on Discovery and Eurosport and yeah. and stuff. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, the the, the pie is only so big, and while yeah. maybe we all think that triathlon's a big sport, you know, once yeah. you get a few more, but challenge, you've got Iron Man, you've got PTO in there and uh do you think iron man should be worried given how shit they were treating people throughout covid i mean that's my personal opinion but i've heard a few share it that they, they could have been a bit a bit more um more generous <laughs> yeah yeah do you think they maybe should be maybe and also just worried about the uh prestige maybe because if you think about it yeah. and, and this sort of gets on to our next point as well a little but um there's nothing sacred about the iron man distance or the half iron man distance right there's sort of yeah. a finger in the air a bit and there is a feeling of kind of like, well, this isn't right because it's not an Ironman or it's not a half Ironman, but what's, why is that so special? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. like, why can't it be something else? And But you can't imagine crossing the line and just saying, you are a PTO chap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it takes a good. while to get there. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> or that double PTO. It's <laughs> <laughs> not quite as cool, is it? Exactly. Anyway. All right. Um but this uh, merges into the next one as well, which I wanted to raise, and that was uh, the outdoor media, so outdoor yeah. magazine, very sort of well known, oh, yeah, that yeah. sort of stable of uh, of are they also the same stable I think owns like Cyclist and Triathlete magazine and all all this sort of big uh, stable of magazines and and publishing arms or also sort of uh, content creators. They acquired the rights to broadcast uh, seventy point three, but only seventy point three, not not full distance. So, as anyone that's tried to watch Ironmans uh, knows, that the coverage is generally terrible if it's mm. there at all. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like this is an attempt to sort of up the coverage. And it, I think the reason I put these together is, I think uh, the idea of the PTO distance, and also the idea of sort of uh, someone acquiring the seventy point three, sort of does ask the question is is iron man just too long to be interesting basically (laughs) and maybe from a tv (laughs) side like is the shorter is the 70.3 or the pto distance ultimately a better television product yeah it could be and maybe that's what's driving it 
But just yeah. to be clear here, you, so you're talking about outdoor media has the rights to broadcast at 70.3. You're talking about the world champs. Uh, I'm talking about all of them, uh, okay. every 70.3 race. So they've got which the option it, on all of them. So there's which a, is mostly Ironman, right? Yeah, all, not, all, now, all the Ironman branded 70.3s. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, that. Yeah. So um, interesting that they, yeah, as I said, they've taken that. So I that, could be they, on TV if I, do a, if, I, if I enter a fair, well, we are doing the world, no, we're doing the European Championship. Yeah, yeah, so, so we've we got a chance. Yeah. I'm going to be on TV. If they're going to stay, uh, if they're going to stay back long enough to see me crossing <laughs> a line, good for them. They deserve to see me. <laughs> oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Okay. Um. Well, that's it, I think, for news, right? Yeah, pretty much it. This, this point. Um, <laughs> so we have some news for the club. There's a lot of hype around the Mallorca tri camp because once again, for the third time in a row, we're going to try and run it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been we, a while. Disclaimer, we're not responsible if the government fucks with this plan, right? <laughs> I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling optimistic. Yeah, I think so. I think anywhere but the Netherlands is actually open for business. So that's yeah. good. We might not get back home, but maybe that's a bad but maybe that's not and thing. Travel and vacations and all this thing seems to be sort of less of a no no than it has been the previous years. Certainly yeah, I mean because hopefully people are more protected, right? I mean yeah. the idea that the world's vaccinated should should uh, make the travel okay and i think it's a good time because i'm not an expert but the variants seem to always come at winter right <laughs> yeah. let's hope it stays it's up true. Um, hopefully there's not another major variant or variant of concern or something but anyway so mallorca tri camp is yeah. fully subscribed and there's a way march master. 20th to march 27th uh i think we have almost 40 members signed up now if you are interested there is a waiting list in case anyone needs to pull out but um yeah, probably quite doubtful yeah. at this point. But yeah, drop me a line if uh, if you want to be on that waiting list. Um, it's the third time we're going. Uh, as you say, the last two years can happen. We're going back to Las Gaviotas, which is a great hotel that's always looked after us really well. Yeah, the pool uh, is at the hotel, right? It's pool's not- at the hotel, so 25-meter pool within the hotel. We have um, We have a lane booked for... Sorry, a lane for two hours and then the whole pool for an hour each, every morning. So um, for ourselves and then the riding in Mallorca, if you haven't been before, is pretty uh, pretty spectacular. So um, And the weather's usually pretty good that time of year. So yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. Nice. And there is a bit of a theme, right? Because we, what happens at the end of the, 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 the week? Yeah, so the, uh, for those who haven't attended, the, uh, the week always ends with the international attack Mallorca. Playa del Moro International Triathlon, International maybe Handicap we'll get, Triathlon. Maybe there'll be uh, some rights, maybe uh, outdoor media will be there to film this. So uh, it's usually, I, I can't remember, is uh, the swim's in the pool, then we head out onto the bike, and then we run through the hotel and out onto the uh, onto the front. And uh, I think the distance is uh, about 700 meter swim. I think it is a 20 kilometer bike and about a three and a half, four K run. Um, and we do it handicapped, so the slowest how people start work? first. But how do you, how, is it sort of self-proclaimed? Um, yeah, we get the times from everyone a couple of, like a day or so before, and either based on a race they've done before or if they've never done a race before. By that point, you're kind of towards the end of the camp, so you know who you've been swimming with or but riding with or running of, with. So, Is there any sort of shifty play goes on here? People oh, there's plenty of sandbagging in the wrong, happens, in the wrong yeah. categories and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching. And also that. as as I've been sort of running the times for that, I 
have handed out time punishments for people who sandbag too much. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> I like it. And there's bike hire. But, we'll be hiring, most people will be hiring bikes. You don't need to take your own bike if you don't want to, right? Yeah, up to yeah. you totally. You can take your own bike, but most people yeah. are hiring. But so uh, yeah, on the on the race, uh, we always have a theme. But uh, And the first theme was, I think, a retro triathlon. The last time we went, it was uh, sort of representing your, your home country. And this time it's all about the Netherlands, so going Dutch. You can interpret that how you want. Your costume or outfit doesn't need to be worn for the swim but it does need to be worn for the bike and the run wherever possible. And it's certain- a costume. I mean, it could be a, a way of, it could be an attitude, right? Not that I'm saying there is an attitude. It, it but- could be a Dutch attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I could win this race. <laughs> but however cool, you choose to represent your Dutchness yeah. needs to be yeah. fully represented on the bike and the run. And there's a prize for that as well as winning the race, the handicap. Everything, race. Yeah. everything. Nice. Yeah. So if anyone has any questions, um, there's a sort of WhatsApp group dedicated to to this. It's a a one way. I was going to say, nice. (laughs) If you've got questions, tough shit, because we can't post anything. Well, you can get in touch with me personally, but I thought I would spare the like thousands of messages that come from 40 people who are excited to go on a trip to Mallorca until it comes around. You're dealing with everyone's travel. So if they, if they want to know how to get to the airport from their house in Amsterdam, (laughs) you're going to deal with that. You're going to book that travel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Okay. But uh, it should be a good event. And uh, I think maybe we'll try and get a, get a a live podcast even maybe recorded while we're there. That'd be cool. And we should have one podcast at least between now and then anyways. Yeah. um, Run through more details. Let's move on. Um, to the theme of the show, which is indoor cycling. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, you've you've kind of put your name against this whole thing, so I think I'll just be quiet for the next <laughs> 30 minutes, and then uh, I'll leave you to it. But yeah, you, you're you're sort of trying to. I think we're going to you're going to talk about, you know, what do I have to do if I want to become an yeah. indoor cyclist? And by this, we mean training indoors and in mostly in the yeah. winter. But what 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 do I need to do? Where where do I even begin? Like we. Firstly, let's just take a, a moment here where we remember that there is a lot of new members I noticed yeah. in the WhatsApp group. So maybe some of them are new to indoor cycling, or as you say, people that are used to the warmer weather, they moved to Amsterdam for this great life, which you do get in Amsterdam. But no one ever reads the small print where they say the weather <laughs> is absolutely shit. You're gonna get, yeah, winter is two months of nonstop rain. Yeah, and we're just hitting that really. I looked at the weather forecast today for the week ahead and it's just grey. I mean, it's yeah. not raining and it's not crazy windy, so I should be really grateful, but I think I'm just done with it. I'm done with this cold climate. So I think we've just got like two months of just, uh, yeah, not so great weather. So yeah, what do, what do I need to do if I'm wanting to get into this? Yeah, we often get sort of questions about this in the group or, or sort of even in the meetup or, or Facebook groups or whatever it is that there's lots of people that sort of, like you said, just getting started in cycle, maybe just getting serious. You know, there's yeah. some people sort of go out at the weekend, but then they start to train towards a triathlon or a cycling race, or they've signed up for, I don't know, Amstel Gold or something. Then they, they need to sort of take it up to the next level. And it's kind of the first question is like, do I need to do it? Yeah. And um, to my mind, <laughs> the answer is always yes in this um if you want to improve then i'd say indoor training is probably the easiest and and the or not the easiest for sure but the the simplest way yeah i would would vouch for that that. i've got a friend who i I meet when i'm walking the dog and i go cycling with him and he's like neil where have you been well you know we've been out on the bike and he's not training for anything he just loves cycling and i'm saying to him it's winter the weather's not great and I'm going to get way more benefit by doing the bone stuff inside because I'm training for something. 
If I yeah. wasn't, I says to him, I'd be out on the bike, with you no bother. But the real benefit is is more dialed in and more focused indoors just now. That's it. And I think it depends on your reason for for doing it, right? If you just enjoy being out on a the bike, then of course the, the idea of sort of being static and regardless of, you know, all the tools that we now have to make this more enjoyable, it's less enjoyable than being out cycling most of the time. Yeah. But I think, I mean, always sort of put it to people, you've got two things here. Firstly, by getting any indoor bike setup, and we'll get onto the setups later, but it extends your sort of your time ability to train because especially this, t- this sort of time of year, you can cycle. If you need to ride in the morning before work, you know, still dark, still very cold, but yeah. you can kind of jump on the indoor trainer. Same for the evenings, yeah. same for, you know, but maybe that, I mean, the weather's been cold this year, but it hasn't been too icy or snowy, but you can sort of extend it into, into those periods. And then for those of us that have got kids as well, maybe there are times where you can't go, you know, can't leave the house because uh, the kids are asleep in bed, but you can always jump on the indoor trainer, put the baby monitor on and you're, you're golden. So just in terms of sort of increasing the time that you can cycle, yeah. um, it's such a useful thing. The second, which I think is sort of you know, relevant to everyone is if you just enjoy getting out and cycling, just do that. But if you want to improve uh, as a cyclist, then you're going to need to do more specific sessions, more targeted sessions. Yeah. And it's much, much easier to do that on a home trainer. And the reason for that is, you know, if you've got to do some intervals, it's five minutes here, 15 minutes there. It's sometimes quite difficult to do that when you're, you're going along a canal, you know, and then you've got to go up and over a bridge and, you know, you just, you're stopping, you're starting, there's people. Cars in front of you, traffic lights. It just doesn't give you that ability to dial in as much. And um, and then, you know, you can be very specific, which is also a good thing because sometimes you take a wrong turn on a ride and you're like, oh shit, I might be here for another 20 minutes and (laughs) there's nothing I want less at this moment in time than to be home. Um, because of the weather or something. So it really allows you to focus and, and really keep track of the time. And and I would say another benefit, if you're doing, the for me anyway, these long, sloggy, boring, turbo trainer type rides, you can smash out a series of Netflix like no bother yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I've watched so many seasons of good things just because of the trainer. There is a sort of a, a bit of a kind of um, multitasking sort of yeah. role to this as well, right? Yeah. You've like, done I, the last I, uh, meeting of the bike club, I think, uh, the, the yeah. AGM on your trainer. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> like, I've got, uh, I maybe shouldn't, <laughs> in case people from work are here. But, um, <laughs> like, you know, you I've sometimes got meetings which are just sort of like listen to meetings. I don't have to necessarily join in, but it's yeah. sort of staying informed stuff. Yeah. And I'll jump on the trainer sometimes during yeah. those and like, it's an hour, I can whack out an hour and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good attention while I'm doing that you know like instead of you know other people are kind of half working half listening half yeah doing things and I use that moment to uh that is efficient timing but uh I think mostly you know that that sort of ability to be specific and targeted and in that way and that's why you know even pro cyclists who have all the time in the world and perfect conditions and can live wherever the weather's best and, and pro triathletes will still use you know, indoor training is quite quite a significant part of their training at yeah. certain times a year as well. So, um, you know, I was sort of giving examples here where you're doing kind of like an F, a real hard sort of VO2 max, which is sort of building your really top high end stuff. So that could be intervals of two to four minutes. And it's really hard, you know, sort of balls out hard as you can go. I mean, firstly, hard to find roads where you feel safe to go yeah. like that, but also just that ability to sort of switch off and not think about 
the traffic or the roads, but but yep. just think about putting the power out on, a, on an indoor trainer. Yep. So much more sort of, uh, you get a little bit more of the, the pure exercise. And you don't have the wind. Sometimes the wind can alter it. You know, you yeah. can go out yeah, exactly and it's a lot that. easier than coming back. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like in, in terms of the, do I have to, do I need to, I'd say, you know, if, if you're just cycling for fun, no. But if you sort of want to add a bit of structure, or you've, if you're training rather than just cycling, then I think it's it's sort of the number one additional upgrade to make. Yeah. And so when we're talking about indoor cycling, we're, are we doing this? Are you, I mean, do most people do it at home? Is there other places? Is there cycling centers you can go and do it? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I think we can cover all of those, right? So especially when you're getting started, let's say, you know, you've, you've been, you just taken up or you just signed, you know, drunkenly over Christmas agreed to do a triathlon. I think that's when we all got into triathlon, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, you've said like, oh, I could do that. 250k Amstel gold or whatever like you know if you just got into something or or you know you've been doing like a an occasional sort of weekend ride because you're in Amsterdam you know a lot of people cycle and you're thinking this is quite nice I wouldn't mind improving so an easy first step I'd say is probably if you go in the gym anyway look at what they've got at the gym because a lot of gyms now have like the watt bikes or the the um What's the other ones? The uh, uh, techno gyms. Techno, yeah, this is, this is what I'm... Bike, that kind that, of thing. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, like a decent setup, which is better than your average kind of spin bike. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a better setup and it'll have power and heart rate. Yep. Yeah, potential all there. So, great way to get started. And then you've also got some sort of cycling gyms now. So, uh, City Alps, for example, or there's the uh, Watt Bike Place in, in Amsterdam as well. So, there's a couple of places which have sort of proper setups there and they're a little bit more like, like I say it's cycling focused rather than like a spin class, for example. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because you get things now like Row Cycle, I think, in Amsterdam, which yeah. is basically a spin studio, which I think is absolutely fantastic for that demographic of people. It's, like, it's, it's sort of cycling-based fitness. Exactly. Right, it, sort it, of it's thing. like, you know, I want to do something. I want to get out the house. I want to do cardio. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily a triathlete or a cyclist you know they're probably more aimed at that yeah and now but now there's more specialized actual cycle places like almost city like alps. a gym for cycling in that yeah, sense exactly. yeah yeah and, and city alps someone was talking about this in a club before christmas i think um what do you know what bikes they use it's not their own bikes, so they must have like a, a brand or something. I, I was curious. I'm not sure, but I think they they have bikes on trainers don't they rather than uh, oh, rather it? than right. a full bike ah, i think it is yeah disappointing yeah, I mean, what I do, so I've always used the turbo trainer. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I, I've had a, a smart trainer which blew up last year, and I never really done anything about it because I since I sort of realised I don't really use, I've never used the smart trainer functionality, but also realised I never really use the 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 settings on the smart trainer to alter the resistance. I just mm -hmm. use my bike like a bike, so yeah, I go up yeah, and yeah. down the gears, and I just realised most people don't do that, which is quite funny. But I. I you know, when I was going back on the trainer around about I think November this last year, um, I, it was in the it was in the shed uh, in the garden, and I, I was at the gym doing some strength stuff, and I noticed they'd brought in these two new techno bike gyms, uh, mm -hmm. techno bike bikes in the gym, and it's like a watt bike, and actually yeah. it's pretty good. It's not great. I mean, I think if you've got a Wahoo, um, I forget the name of it now, the Kicker something, mm -hmm. or the you know the the really expensive one. I think they have a lot more going for them, but given this is at the gym and it's just part of my membership, exactly. actually, I've used it pretty decent. I think this is a good way to start. And also if you're just yeah. getting started, maybe just starting to use power, for example, yeah, or getting used to, like that. it's a good way to get a little bit sort of um, 
add a little bit of structure yeah. there. You know, you could do a few intervals. You could probably find a yeah. few sessions online. You, you that can you could... do a lot of stuff on it. I mean, I was yeah. dabbling at the moment at, at that moment with thinking about buying one because mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't really enjoy the turbo trainer. I find it just always a bit. It's just a bit creaky and just uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I've done it for most of my sort of uh, triathlon training, but I've never I, I prefer the feel of being outside and these. Yeah. So I was looking at the, you know, buying a walk bike or a Wahoo or something, but they're so, so, so expensive. And yeah, I just can be expensive. never made the decision. And then I found this at the gym and I was like, I'm going to try that. And if it's good, then I'll maybe consider purchasing one maybe in a future year uh, for the winter. Yeah. But it's been good. The only thing is you've got to use their stupid app and I don't. So it's I was going to say, there's a couple of disadvantages there. So usually yeah. you are like locked into their measure. You know, you, you can't so just plug your Garmin on the front no, or, or whatever. This is a bit shit. So I can't yeah. get the stats out of it. So I'm, I don't, I think I might go back to the trainer for that purpose anyway. But And then obviously, unlike putting your bike on the trainer at home you need to sort of uh approximate the fit of the bike once you get to the gym you know yeah but you i mean they have numbers and stuff so mm -hmm. I, i've sort of got that in my head but that's a good point and and actually with the more expensive ones like the wahoo i can't remember the name it's a, it's got its own name but the the wahoo equivalent it's about three and a half thousand euros but yeah, it's, a lot it's of money. dialed into certain bike fits you know you can mm -hmm. say right i ride a canyon i'm this size and it will tell you exactly what to do and it will alter the gears to to feel exactly okay. like a sram or a yeah you know shimano group set or whatever so there's a lot of these things but the techno bike one is not not great for that but the position is pretty good it's pretty realistic yeah um and yeah so i've been trying it out the only thing i don't like is having to use their app it doesn't it doesn't yeah. tell anything else i can't take it from there on to training peaks or whatever but anyway so i think and the other thing with the gym like a gym bike for example is that often they you know they're not very well calibrated so they can be quite different so if yeah. you're not riding the same bike each time yeah. then maybe you know there's a difference in power numbers but again i think if you're just getting started then yeah. i wouldn't worry about that too much and i think if you go to more of a, a specific like a like the what bike or the city alps then that that's actually looked after a lot more for you yeah. i think something is probably worth saying is especially somewhere like Amsterdam where the price of properties and, and rental prices is so sky high that, you know, it can be hard to find space to fit a bike in a trainer yeah, upstairs. Say, so, is, is there a space issue? I mean, we're talking yeah. a lot about these specialist bike setups, but there is the basic of basic, which we've all done all, all right up until a few years ago. And that is you have a turbo trainer, a wee thing that sort of folds up and you set your bike on that. What mm -hmm. about that? Is that a good alternative? Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think we can get into that, but I think like for, for, you know, if, if you're really struggling for space, then ultimately like, you know, you can get down to your gym or you can get down to what bike and, and that can be a perfectly decent solution. Obviously just a bit like less convenient in yeah. terms of not being able to jump in. I'm glad you're looking time. at the script because I'm going about five <laughs> steps ahead every time and you keep bringing me back. So I'm glad you're looking at it. Yeah. So size can be an issue, but there's, there's, there's ways and means uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to reduce it. And on that, let's talk about trainers. What kind of trainer can you get? So, so I think this is where people get confused, right? Especially if you're new to cycling and you hear all these terms being thrown around and you're not sure what to go. So I thought, firstly, let's define a smart trainer versus a dumb trainer. And they're the two, right. two terms you're going to get. So most of us until probably a few years ago have been riding dumb train. Let's call it yeah. a dumb trainer. Yeah. So essentially, whatever the mechanism was, it put resistance against your back wheel or against your cassette. And you change that resistance by either uh, manually sort of um, changing gear, or sometimes they had a kind of like a cord that you could sort of 
let or let you know yeah. tighten or let loose and that it, would, it would add work. a little bit of tension <laughs> yeah exactly um and that's the standard sort of trainer of any kind and they, they can be magnets in there they can be fluid they can be wind so, so that how it causes the resistance is different in in each case uh, some of them you put them directly against your cassette which is a bit quieter and a bit easier but others the wheel sort of touches a kind of flywheel so that sort of rotates against your wheel and that's what adds the resistance um now when we got onto the smart trainer um that essentially just means it's connected right so usually well at a minimum that means it's recording power so the amount of power that you're putting through the pedals and therefore any smart trainer you can then start to use with other programs so the most obvious one that i think most people know is zwift right so you can then start to approximate you know with your power and your weight what that might look like in a, a sort of more real world uh setting but even without the uh the weight part of that just with the power you can start to do intervals based on FTP and all those things at that point. So you, you're measuring something real rather than the dumb trainer. You're kind of okay. approximating it to some degree. Yeah. And uh, in terms of the types of trainer, well, let's start with the easy one. Did you ever ride rollers? No, no. No? No, I've never done it. <laughs> so uh, I think this is probably the oldest type of, uh, of trainer of any kind. And that's essentially you've got a couple of sort of like drum wheels uh, at the back attached to a drum wheel at the front, the bike balances, it's not attached to anything. Yeah. And you sort of spin, it, it, it's like a treadmill. It's like sort of a self-powered yeah. treadmill. I think anyone um, who's got an unrestricted brommer in Amsterdam will probably know what this is. It's when the police catch you and they take your scooter and they <laughs> yeah, put it on exactly the rollers right. and they say, this is going too fast. <laughs> not that it's happened to me. But. <laughs> So this is the old fashioned one and uh, it's sort of popular still to a degree, uh, less so than the standard trainer, yeah. but uh, it can use them a lot for cooling down and things in the track. I was going to say, the, it, the, it's, the nice thing is very, they're very portable. Yeah. So you can sort of, uh, whack them in the car, so, you can put yeah. them under the bed. Uh, and yeah, as you say, but you also, because you literally put your whole bike on how it is, you don't have to take the wheel off anything like that. Yeah. So they use it for warm up nice. events. Um, becoming quite popular as well with people trying to improve their bike skills because yeah. you do have to employ a lot of balance and a yeah, lot I guess of... Uh, it engages the core a little bit more as much well. More, much more, much more. More realistic. Yeah. But the downside of that is um, it can be quite hard to do things like intervals on yeah, um, because... so easy, right? Exactly. Yeah, and you're always thinking about that position on the bike, which is great, but it, if you want to just do a sort of a more uh, like an interval session where you're just trying to put power out in certain things, it can be harder definitely harder to like watch Netflix while you're on there or something because yeah. you have to concentrate so much but it's just sort of uh, and you can get a smart and a dumb version of a of a train uh, of a roller but the the sort of more standard or the old-fashioned one is what we used to call wheel on trainers yep. and that's the one where your back wheel is essentially touching a flywheel which causes the resistance so yeah magnet air or fluid you can get usually these are dumb trainers, right? These are the sort of the old fashioned things that we've most of us probably started riding on indoors like 10 years ago. But you can get smart versions of these now, and they're pretty reasonable, I think. It's sort of 200, 250 yeah. Yeah, euros. The levels are decent, yeah. Yeah. So this is really good because you, you are, again, you are starting to get power sort of data there. The downside is obviously that it sort of wrecks your back wheel or you need to yeah. get a specific wheel yeah. uh sorry tire 
And we all do it. We buy the tire. We use it a couple of times, and we say like, "Fuck that," because most yeah. people don't have a spare wheel. So you you never put you either put it yeah. on and then you never go outside again, or you put it on, go outside, and you're like, "Right, I'm not using that anymore." Exactly. And then <laughs> yeah. you also have to do a little bit more uh, of the collaborate. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, you need to set it up sort of better because you're always changing that amount of resistance against like how tight your back wheel is to that flywheel true, changes yeah. Yeah. a little over time. So you need to set it up a little bit more specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now most trainers are what you call a direct drive trainer. And that's where you take your wheel, your rear wheel out. And essentially the trainer has a cassette attached to it. Yeah. And you just hook your chain chain and your, your bike onto that wheel, onto that you know, onto the trainer itself and onto that cassette. Advantage of that is, yeah, you're not wrecking out uh, your, your back wheel. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's set up much more cleanly in terms of uh, the power numbers and you know, that, that syncing goes much more cleanly. And also it's much more quiet because you haven't got that yeah. kind of the wheel rotating against another surface yeah. there as well. So when you hear terms like uh, the tax, elite, wahoo kicker, all those things, thrown around that's what they are they're a direct drive smart trainer yeah and i guess i never got the memo because for years i was using the wheel on one magnetic i used that for four or five years and then i went to a smart trainer but i now realize i just continued to use because i tried zwift and all these and i thought they're shattered i don't like it i just think it, it yeah. looks like minecraft right so i thought right well i don't really care about zwift but i'll keep using the trainer and then i realized that i was just using it in the same way i used to use a wheel on so all the smart functions etc <laughs> i just wasn't using so, so how were you recording sessions what were you doing i would record it on my garmin so I'll, i have a power so, meter on the bike so i was yeah. taking the stats from that so that's uh -huh. so one of the big benefits is is great uh that you record power but i was using what was on the bike anyway you can what, what you can actually do is you can control the resistance of the smart trainer via your garmin head unit but I wasn't so I was even doing say, that. Yeah. I was just using the gears. I was like, why would the fuck about the buttons? I can just use the gears. And and that's why when it broke last year, it it literally went up in smoke. It it didn't matter because I wasn't using the electrical parts of it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And so I just used it the exact same. So it's you were just using a like a wheel, a, a wheel on dumb trainer. That's exactly what I was doing. Yeah. That's the way I was using it. It was a lot of money. And to the extent it broke just after the warranty ran out, which uh, I think was March Always last happens. year. I know. Which was March last year, and I still haven't contacted Tax to say, "Listen, your trainer just blew up on me because I don't miss anything." The only, but it's with with we, we're doing these sort of club Zwift rides, and I'm a bit, I'm feeling a wee bit FOMO there that I'm like, I can't get involved because mm -hmm. my my trainer's not smart anymore. But I, yeah, I, I, I never got the memo between the, the dumb <laughs> trainer and the smart. Tra maybe there's a, a there's there's some truth to who's actually dumb here. It's maybe not the trainer. But <laughs> anyway. But now, yeah, so there's lots of that sort of, I, th I think that's sort of, it's definitely the gold standard in terms of accuracy. It's also quieter. So if you're in a, an apartment or something yeah. or, yeah. Uh, and, and the prices have come down. So you're like, you can get a pretty well, good they, they, elite they came now. Down. They did come down and COVID hit and they shot up. That's so true. It's, it's a bit of a false economy at the moment because I think, I understand what you're trying to say here. It used to be to have a really smart trainer that you could use with Zwift that measured power, et cetera, was mm -hmm. really expensive. It wasn't that accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. And then they came down as the technology became cheaper, et cetera, et cetera. And it was great. And then COVID hit and they're like, well, cha-ching. They shot back up, and well, you know, for a while couldn't you couldn't get, get you couldn't get a home trainer. Yeah, it was money, like yeah. you go in the black market to try and yeah. pick up one. Everyone was uh, stuck at home, and and everyone upgraded their bike and upgraded their uh, smart trainer. So. Yeah, exactly. So I made, but, quite, um, made yeah, good. I think most people are probably looking at something like that now, and and you can get like uh, 
uh, I used to have an elite, like one of the, the sort of middle range, and I think they're about four fifty, five hundred euros. Yeah. So it's still a, yeah. it's still a fair wedge of money. As, as don't don't get me wrong, but like a, a brand new Wahoo kicker is probably a thousand yeah. one hundred something like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would urge people that are looking, and if you are just look, getting into this, take a look at Mark Platt's as well, the uh, like the Dutch eBay site, because um, I was picked picked I up think- a Wahoo kicker not long ago which was a couple of months old. The guy tried it, hated it, never used it again. And I got that for 600. So nice. um, I think, you know, there's probably some good, good deals out there. Cause it's the kind of thing that if you don't get into it, you can hate it, right? It's indoor training. So it's yeah. the kind of thing that people might buy and then want to get rid of, or it sits in a cupboard for six months without being used. And they, then they decide to sell just, it. So. Just on that note, I think this, I want to say this for those that are going to try indoor training for the first time, you will, you will hate it. Right, I, you will. Yeah. It's like smoking. We all hate it to begin with, and then we. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't smoke. No, but it, it, it's one of these things that um, it's horrible. And actually, even now, the thought of the indoor trainer, I don't like. But I get myself, and everyone's different. But I, I, I know how how I am now because I've done it that many seasons. That I get to a point of maybe a month in where I begin to enjoy it and look forward to it. I enjoy mm-hmm. getting up when it's dark, actually, in the morning. And knowing that I'm going to smash a one and a half, two hour session or something, which is quite a long session on the turbo. So I'm not doing them yeah. every, every week. So how, what have you done to make it more enjoyable? Netflix, be prepared. So my towel was on the bike, my heart straps on the bike, my clothes are ready, my nutrition is ready, the drink is in the fridge, the fan or whatever people may use for, for air cooling. It's all ready to go. And I've, uh, this is really important for me. I've picked what I'm either going to listen to or watch. Mm-hmm. And it becomes quite enjoyable. And sticking to it, a time and this is if i if i'm going to lose a session on a weekend or i'm going to alter a session or something's going to go wrong it's because i've went off my own plan so i've been like right tomorrow morning 7 30 i'm i might have a big session now a two mm-hmm. hour is a really big session um but i need to be on the bike at 7 30 etc etc have eaten my breakfast or whatever i find when i'm in bed and, and i'm oh when i get up and i do that that's when things will go to shit because then I'll switch. It's really silly things like, fuck, I'll, I need to take the dog first before I do the turbo. Yeah, and then yeah. I come back and I'm like, I'm a bit hungry and, you know, I have to eat. And I'm like, and, and everything. And before I know it, my turbo sessions went to 2 p.m. and my day's gone. So it's things, these are the little things I've learned over the years for me, for my uh, way of, of, of life, if you will, or my training is to, yeah. to have these things. If I do all these things, it's, it's going to be more successful. And once I get to that rhythm, I begin to really look forward to it, actually. I begin yeah. to enjoy it. It becomes your your little sanctuary in a way where you're in there for that hour or two and you come off feeling actually really good and tired, yeah. but you're glad you sort of done it. Um, so that's my, that's Neil's tip of the day. Yeah, I think it's a good one because, um, yeah, as you said, it's no one jumps on the indoor train the first time and it's like, whoa, yeah. it's a great experience. Yeah, you know, it's, it's sore. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, 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 it's like running on a treadmill, I think, you yeah. know, in that sense, like it, it if you're used to running outside, then you run on a treadmill. Yeah. It's, it's not a fun experience. You're not seeing the world go by. You, you miss all those sort of uh, things which make the original thing fun, but you have yeah. to sort of deal with it yeah. on its own as a new a really thing. I think that's a good point, actually, yeah. I, I would say stick at it. It does get yeah. to an enjoyable point. And when you notice that it, you're having the benefit, like I, I find I can go and cycle outdoor twice a week for two months and I'll, 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 I'll start to make gains. But if I do that in a turbo trainer, my gains are, are greater, no yeah. doubts. That's good. So I think one of the things going on to the next section is uh, we now have a lot more sort of um, 
many other types of programs and, and things that can hook into to especially yeah. a smart trainer yeah. that can make it a more fun but also add a lot more structure to training so uh it's like back when i first started using it my you know a coach would go like uh an hour and a half on the home trainer <laughs> you just got on and, and yeah, so or it might be like <laughs> yeah, three times one minute hard yeah. uh, and yeah. you know that's great too but you know now it can be a lot more sort of structured there yeah. but um this is I mean, where training peaks is very good because you actually do my plan for the bike yeah. and it downloads automatically onto my Garmin and it's all to do with power and it's specific to my FTP, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. it will just tell me what I need to do on the trainer. And that wasn't around years ago. Yeah. So I think uh, well, it, this can also be a sort of minefield sort of area as well. You, there's a lot going on in the sort of um, training technologies space as well or the bike training technology space so it can be confusing if you're new but the first thing to say is you don't actually need to use anything you can use your bike computer as neil said and uh, actually most but like newer bike computers like wahoos or garmin's even watches uh, as well as head units will attach to your trainer and you can actually control your trainer and measure and yeah Yeah, wirelessly from from that device so it'll it'll record the power that you're putting out and you can also change the resistance or yeah. set like a target watts to hit. And then that's what's called erg mode. So then the trainer will just adjust automatically to put out that amount of power. So it, it pretty, you know, you have to put that power in to, it's, to make the pedals go around. Troubleshooting tip as well. If the trainer's not behaving the way you want it to, that's sometimes a thing to check. It might be that that erg mode is kicking in and, and yeah. it can cause you, I think that's one of the reasons I sort of went in the half with it and just never used it, but it can be um, something to look out for. And uh, probably the most popular, I guess, or most talked about platform is Zwift. Yeah. Um, Are you a so fan? I don't mind it. I, I, I've used different things at different times and now I actually use it because um, I'm writing my own sessions and it's probably one of the easier ones to write your own sessions into. Right. So Zwift has two, I guess, sort of use cases in that way. And, and the reason why most people are going to use it is because it's sort of a virtual world. And yeah. what happens with a smart trainer is if you just ride it normally, your trainer will adjust resistance to ba- like based on the terrain that you're riding through. So as the, uh, as the hill increases, as the virtual hill you're climbing increases, the, the trainer will put more and more and more resistance on so that you have to put out the, the right amount of sort of power to get up there. And it'll sort of adjust that based on your, your power, your speed, uh, sorry, your weight. It'll sort of turn that into a real world kind of cape, you know, kilometers per hour. So that gives it sort of like a, I guess a more realistic feel. You yeah. can choose all your, you know, your bike like stuff, this, your helmets, your clubs your, exist on on this on Swift so many. And you can join races, met. you can yeah. join club rides, you and can you, do you can be on a ride and go on at different speeds and efforts, but you're still bunched together mm-hmm. and still feel a bit like you're in a group. So there's a lot of positives yeah. of this. Or you can also and probably less useful in a world scenario, but you can also write sessions and again the it'll just sort of um you put in what the, the sort of the goal numbers or, or you pull in one of their training plans, which yeah. they, they have in there already and it'll tell you what to do. And then again, That's it cool. just sort of puts it out and then the, the graphics on the screen, I guess, just become a sort of, Something to look at, something to to yeah. bear in mind. Or I think that's what I have a problem you. with. I, I just I just don't get it. It's clunky. Yeah. I, I just, every time I've used Swift, I've thought that my computer's the problem, but it's not. And and it's 
I just don't get it. I just, I just cannot understand why now, with so much popularity and so much money going into the, the pockets of Zwift, it's not more slick. I just can't understand it. I just don't get it. Well, anyway. on that, you've got Ruvi as well, which is a smaller platform, but that's more like video based. So they've got right. sort of is oh, more of like, yeah, so like yeah. sort of like uh, they've done, you know, the outdoors climb or they've I, done like, I, I don't know, I, I'm Mancona course and, and then you a, sort of sit on the bike and adjust the tax, speed. A tax trainer that my flatmate had 15, 18 years ago. He's, he was right into cycling, still is. And he brought this virtual, it was called, I think, Tax VR actually. And it was, I'd done the Alp Duez on this using like yeah. an old computer or laptop. Like 18 years ago, it was before Zwift. Um, oh yeah, there was, was a, a video. Computrainer as well before. Yeah, it was before really, all this. Yeah. it was really, really. Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty realistic. Yeah. yeah. But then, then, uh, then you've, got, you've got others which are more like training platforms. So I, I was always a big fan of Trainer Road. You say was. Uh, I don't use it at the moment, but I'm just. I you know what I. I That's because you're a mountain biker, man. You're, true, you're a, true. It's Matt, the mountain biker, formerly triathlete. Can't, you can't do jumps on the... Can't <laughs> <laughs> on the rollers, you should try that one. <laughs> That's true. But um, I, I, I sort of hop between them all, you know, because I sort of want to know what's new or yep. want to try different things out yep. or, yep. you know, so like I'll do six months on one and then try another one and you just stuff, go for but, all the free trials. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, trainer road is much more like training based. So they'll come up with sort of the, the sessions for you. And then essentially it, it's a very, uh, like a graphical representation of, of the session you're about to do. Yeah. And it just controls the trainer for you. It's basically the best way to do this is on erg mode, let it push you out. So if it's short, hard intervals, the trainer will just, sort of adjust accordingly to be very, very hard to turn for those short, hard intervals and then go back down. Um, it's much more simple to look at, less visual, but it's a, a training aid. But I it's sort of left to my own devices that this suits me a lot more. I want to, from the entertainment side, I want to provide my own entertainment, yeah. you know, like in terms of I'll watch a TV show, listen to a podcast or something. So I don't need the Zwift kind of entertainment of the world around me. That doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. So something like Trainer Road and Wahoo System, very sift, uh, very similar to that. Um, it's sort of Wahoo's new version of that. They took over what used to be Sufferfest. Right. So a lot of the sessions are quite similar to that. And then they have other sessions which are more kind of like uh, uh, synced with a video or like a crit race or certain performances and, and puts you in the middle. So this is a little bit of a combination of everything, but... Much the same. It comes up with the sessions. Most of these that have a trial period, at least a month's trial period, or a certain amount of usage. So I would even if you're just getting into it, I would use all of them for a month yeah. each and see which one sort of works for you and motivates you most. Because I think that there are, there are people who talk passionately about Zwift, people who talk passionately about Trainer yeah. Road or Ruby or whatever it is, and and you just need to find the one that works best for you because you there's no right put, answer here. Put that in the WhatsApp group. Saying I was thinking about. You know, uh, trainer road. What do you think? <laughs> well, I was thinking about Zwift, yeah. and that's how you'll get everyone's opinion. I tell yeah. you what's interesting for me. Actually, I'm not a fan of Zwift just because it's. I find it a clunky app and looks a bit shit. But I tell you what is really um, interesting. We at work we've been exploring the idea of the metaverse mm -hmm. and what it means. I'm trying to think ten years ahead for once, um, and I was explaining this to my colleague and to other to, to friends to try and get their head around what actually is this metaverse. And I was saying for our generation, like I'm 40 this year, for our generation, 
the more ridiculous it sounds, I think the more um, it's probably likely to happen. That's that's the way I've told my colleague and my friends to look at it because they're like, this sounds hellish. I was like, and that's why it probably will be. If you'd said to your parents um, 30 years ago or even 40 years ago that you'll get a mortgage by filling out a few details online, clicking a button and a computer will tell you if you're getting that mortgage or not within a week or within a day, they would be like, what? No chance. Or that you wouldn't actually give your money to someone at a cash desk, right? So I was like, you know, you buy your shopping and you won't even speak to anyone. They would, pro your parents probably wouldn't have got that. You may never see cash for, you know, yeah. months at a time. Yeah, exactly. And I was, they would have thought that's crazy. And I was like, that's how you've got to think about the metaverse. Because we are now those people, my age group. We are now the people that think this True. is ridiculous. But children born today, this will be normal for them. So I was explaining it to someone. I was like, imagine, right? Imagine um, you, your, your, your doctor's appointment or whatever is, is done, you know, routine stuff now has been done online, but you walk, so you put your VR headset on, you walk in this metaverse to the doctor's surgery, you have an appointment, so you're allowed in, you're let into this virtual doctor's surgery, you get in and you actually see your doctor because he's at home sitting in his pants. <laughs> At the other end, and you speak to them and you have your consultation and they have cameras that are so high resolution, they can show basic things, you know, it could be a skin condition or something. But I was explaining it to them, imagine you're walking, now you're in the virtual world here, you're walking through that virtual world to the doctors, and I go past you with you or my friend cycling, because I'm on Zwift, but actually mm -hmm. I'm, in, I'm in my front room. I'm actually in my front room at home in, in Australia. You're walking to your doctor's surgery, who happens to be a renowned American surgeon, um, for a consultation and you're in South Africa as like and I'm going to bike past you with my friend you you're in the south of the Netherlands on Zwift with me we're going to bike past one of my friends in this virtual world it's crazy and he's like that's ridiculous I was like exactly and that's I what I'm trying why. to tell you we will and, and that's the reality of what this metaverse is we so so I will be cycling in this metaverse with you in a Zwift-like environment and I might pass my friend who's on his way to get a doctor's appointment. It's so ridiculous. I, I think that's also that uh, why, because to me, the idea of e-gaming or, you know, like e-sports, sorry, mm, yeah, like yeah. The, this combination yeah. of gaming and sports is, is sort of like antithesis of, of what sport's about. But you see, then I watched sort of uh, like Zwift sponsored this uh, arena games over that's the summer, right, which, did, yeah. which was essentially, you know, like how do we do some racing while COVID's on and yeah, we're not allowed to do it. But uh, it was triathlon with uh, swimming in a swimming pool. Got it, yeah. out on, jumped on Zwift on a bike. Pool, they, on a yeah, like, jumped yeah. on a bike on the edge yeah. of uh, yeah. the pool, rode on Zwift and then jumped on a, on a running machine and ran into Zwift as well. Yeah. But you think like, the future of that is that you could probably have mass participation events yeah. and, with people all and over the, the world. Metaverse. So it, yeah. it literally might be that you go into your meta, into the metaverse, you, you stick your headset on, which, you know, as time goes on, you won't even need a headset. It'll be sensors in your TV screen or something. Mm -hmm. And you will walk to that doctor's appointment, but you'll cro come across the London Marathon. And it'll be everyone in their homes on their treadmill. It's it's, it's fucking mind-boggling but without it's, anyone it's, getting on the plane and causing more carbon yeah, emissions yeah but then there's this this is how people are going to socially interact mm -hmm. as well i mean again you tell your parents that i'm going to swipe right and that might be my wife in five years do you know what i mean they'd be like what that's ridiculous that's how you <laughs> met you know um this is how the children of today might socialize and that's i find it scary but i would because i'm a different generation and that's what I'm saying to my friends. The more ridiculous it sounds, it's probably not far away from the truth. But anyway, I digress. But I wanted to mention that point that 
we could be cycling along in in in, in the metaverse in Swift. Mm -hmm. Um, and just pass random people who are on there doing their business, going to the going to their mortgage appointment. I mean, it's crazy, crazy. Anyway, so that's all the systems. What else do you need if you're? Um, yeah, so you've got your. You mentioned your, before, like you, what do you have with your setup? Sort of, what else is there? So I have a TV, big TV. I have a smart trainer that I don't use very smartly. I have a mat that goes under it, and not you, a rubber mat. And I have a, I have my Garmin computer head unit which does my plan and everything. I have a towel. I usually usually wear a heart rate strap, and mm -hmm. I have a fan. And and uh, I think the fans are a really good one to start. Like yeah, I've got anyone that's one, not done this, a, I'm looking for a new one actually. Yeah, I'm anyone that's not done indoor training before is going to be shocked by the amount of sweat by the body temperature yeah. that you produce yeah that's a good point. whilst riding indoors because yeah. all well without the wind to remove all that sweat and you know cool you yeah. down as you go through yeah. um you're gonna need at least one fan probably two yeah yeah um i have uh so my setup now i'm sort of lucky to well, have a, pretty sweet now, a house out the back a kind yeah. of like a garden house but it's it's not heated or insulated or anyway. So it's basically the same temperature as the outdoors, right? Yeah. But uh, everything's set up in there. So essentially I'm getting in and it's two, three degrees and whatever. And I still need a fan by the end of the session and the doors are open. Yeah. So yeah. They, it shows how, you know, just how hot you get. So get one or two good fans. Tip for the fan is uh, if you can build some sort of funnel or something around it, put some paper around or card around the edges to uh, sort of, point everything in your direction. You don't need 360 degree air. You need air over your body. So try and direct it yeah. that way. It's but one definitely. of the things that throughout the years I've struggled with and still struggle with. Again, talking about space, because um, I use it in a fairly small room, is where to put all your shit. <laughs> yeah. Like no one, I, I still think no one has made a good table for this. Your setup is pretty good, but it, it needs a lot of space. It needs a lot of space, it yeah. A, it's like a custom made table for the turbo trainer. That is yeah. one of the best I've seen but needs a lot of space and doesn't pack up. It doesn't store or anything. So you need, this is a whole problem with a good setup Yeah, on the whole, the, you know, with the trainer and everything, it's hard. Like with the, with, with other trainers, you can kind of put them away or you can, yeah. you know, fold it away and put the bike away. But with yeah. a decent setup, yeah, you're yeah, leaving you it most can. of the time. Yeah. So basically you need a new house to get a new room. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really good conversation between uh, Vita and uh, Lotta on uh, WhatsApp about this. Yeah. She was wanting a trainer, he wasn't, there was no space, and they lived <laughs> together. It was really funny. It was hilarious. I was really liking that. And then it was almost comedy time, and someone came on later saying, is anyone selling a turbo trainer? And I was like, yeah, in about one week, <laughs> Lotto will be selling one, because he's not having any of it. Anyway. It's either going to be a, a turbo trainer or a room for rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the two. Um, so yeah, you need fans, uh, towels. Uh, you, always, you always go in. The yeah. number of times I've went in saying, Oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> Ten minutes in, you're like, oh, shit, I need. I have uh, decathlon. You can get some, uh, like some some good tools. I have the the sort of thing that you uh, you hook around your seat post and it hooks around your handlebars oh, yeah, and it yeah, keeps it the, the sweat, sweat off the top uh, your yeah. top tube. Yeah. But then I'll still I cover my handlebars with and a yeah with a, yeah, a towel, and then yeah. I probably have one nearby to wipe myself down with at times yeah. as well. So. Yeah. Definitely fans and towels are the big ones. Yep. But then also, because you are sweating a lot, I think a lot of people miss or underestimate that you need to keep some fluids coming in because you yeah. think you're just in one place, but you can uh, yeah. you can sweat a lot on that thing. This so. is one of the things I was saying. Tips to not fail for me is make sure you've got everything prepared. Um, that really, because then 
the only thing that can stop it is me not physically getting my leg yeah. over that bike. Yeah. <laughs> and your shoes, make sure your shoes are nearby because you still need You look ridiculous. I mean, everyone's different, but you're literally going on half naked because you don't give a shit because you're in the house, right? Yeah. <laughs> and shoes. <laughs> the other one that I think that people miss or don't do is uh, don't save, oh, sorry, don't leave your worst bike shorts for the trainer because when you're on the spot and you're not moving around quite as much, you probably need the best chamois you've got. That's a fair point. For there. And yeah. also, uh, if you're a fan of chamois green, which I definitely am, get loads of it on there because yeah. for the same reason. Yeah. Like it, it takes a lot more pressure than when you're moving in and out the yeah. saddle and getting on and off the bike during a normal ride. So yeah. um, whack that stuff down there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and, and it, it's it, the first couple of times if you're just doing the indoor training, it's the same going on a road bike in general, but you can get a bit more sore because you're sitting usually sitting down for longer. Yeah. And, sort of less distracted but i would say get through it you know sort of once you get used to it i think the body sort of adapts better so um yeah that's good it's kind of this has got me thinking like this this talking because i've been using the gym and stuff it's got me now a wee bit more excited to be doing it at home on the on the trainer again it's quite that's good good. served its purpose (laughs) um right so fans towels tables we've spoke about that. something to watch listen to um, yeah, I you mean, can have well, a tablet get... in front of you. You can have uh, yeah. stick your phone on. You know, you can get like uh, again, like decathlon sells pretty reasonable uh, like attachments for a phone mount for your bike. You can uh, yeah, always, you know, use mount. something like that. For, I, I have a mount for an iPad. Be, uh, it's shockingly shit. Um, yeah. from tax used it once <laughs> fucking shit. I bought this new iPad last year and I'm like ooh iPad. I obviously need a bracket because I'm going to use that every time in a turbo train. Like, absolutely <laughs> shit. No. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that one, but a phone one could be quite handy actually. Yeah. So I think anything that gets a screen in front of you is probably going to definitely be yeah. pretty good. And then, yeah. you know, again, just like I said, with programs, try, try everything till it, till, yeah. till you find something that works. And the same for, I think for entertainment, like yeah. I know a lot of people that can't watch TV when they're doing hard intervals, but I can watch pretty much yeah, anything. I used to be like, <laughs> I'm the same. I used to not be able to do anything. You know, it had to be music and I, I go through phases, but I could actually, what I would say is I can't watch anything that requires any brain power, which, which any <laughs> film true. is for me. I'm not that great. So I usually watch trash, like Below Deck is brilliant for the, for the turbo trainer. <laughs> that's, a, that's an admission. Things like Selling Sunset, like the absolute shit of the shit TV shows are brilliant. Anything that requires <laughs> brain or requires subtitles or anything for me personally is a problem um but any any turbo training i was doing a lot of like disney like anything marvel or you know like superhero Ah, kind of that's my mindless sort of right that's not for me that's too much brain power for me i don't watch a lot of films (laughs) like magda hates watching these sort of films with me because every three minutes i'm like what was he was he not dead like i'm terrible so i need real simplicity the other one I like is uh, like during the week or, or other times I'll um, sort of save videos on YouTube into a playlist. Oh yeah, watch later. And then one, sort yeah. of just al- just allow those to happen in front of me, yeah, kind of thing. Cool. And yeah. It's quite a nice way to. That's a good idea, to, actually, yeah. But other people I know who are just pure music or pure podcasts yeah. or whatever it's it is. So again, try everything. Till- podcasts are good for me for running, but even then yeah. they have a shelf life for me. Sometimes I just want nothing in my ears. Mm-hmm. I go through phases. Um, my phase there now is just not running, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just sit at home and listen to a podcast. <laughs> it's the opposite. No, I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm getting back into that. Um, anyway, right. So we're going to move on from this. Um, and yeah, well, let me hope I'm going to try and push the right button here. It's, 
I don't have my usual setup where I can see what each button is, so it's, there's there's a one in four chance I'm going to hit the right jingle here. Giro d'Italia. Ah, that, oh. was, that wasn't even meant. Sorry, Anna. Le Tour de France. No, it's not that. Le Maillot Jaune. No, not that. Uh, we've done that one. That's the start. And your training plan. Literally the last button that I pressed. I think I'm going to keep that. I think everyone has to hear that. So yeah, where, where should people be now? Let's, we, we should try and keep this brief, I think. We've already so, taken yeah, 10 I, minutes. I want to go the other way around this time because like, if, you, if you're looking for advice, listen to last year's, right? Yeah, so I thought, course, let's yeah. spin this around and say, what should you be avoiding? Yeah. Anyone that's racing, anyone that's going for PBs, anyone that's looking to do the hardest sessions they've done for a while right now. There's something called the winter champion. And they have this cyclists will always talk about the winter champion, the guy that's going right balls to the wall, smashing it out in December and then come race time in May and June, they're flat as a pancake. But they are also the person that when you do your winter rides, like when I used to do more cycling, you'd be out in the road in January and you'd be like, oh man, I've just done nothing over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hammering away for you in January. That's, that's yeah. that person. But you see so many the people, I'm like, you know, people who sort of, you know, I look at who are probably slower than, uh, sorry, yeah, like uh, race slower than I am and they train yep. two minutes a kilometer faster than I do uh, <laughs> yeah, at this yeah, time yeah, of year. Yeah. It's a base training time. Go yeah. easy. You're long, not going to win anything slog, by going hard now. Little slow, like boring stuff. Long, long. Long, slow, slow boring, boring. Yeah, yeah. or strength stuff, or you know, like if you're going to go hard, do the do VO2 on the bike yeah. once you've got a bit of a a base. But like, you shouldn't be aiming for PBs at this time of year. Is there an opportunity to get an extra gym session in for some strength training? Oh, for or? sure, yeah. for sure, definitely, yeah. always good. Okay, and illness, like this is something I've had. I don't get sick very often, but I, it's been just kind of lingering over me for a few weeks. Just generally feeling a bit shit. Um, Actually, I felt okay this week, and this is my full week coming back. But yeah, what should people do if they've had a bit of a, a bit of Omicron over the week, over the yeah, yeah. or a bit of the cold? I think like move away if you're following a plan, whether that's a coach plan or, or sort of you know something that you've always referred to, or yeah. you know something you found. Sort of put that in the back pocket for a while, or you know put it put it on the back burner for a little while. Just start by nothing over half an hour, basically. And, and try and just, just get back to it and yep. think about it as moving rather than training. Yep. So that's, that's first that's week. Done, and, he, and I but think that applies to what comes with that. I feel. What's that? There's a bit of guilt because you're like, sure. you're watching your plan fall away from you. Do you know what I mean? There's, I felt a bit It's a, it's a, a sort of, guilt. what you're aiming for a long-term consistency rather than short-term no, goals, no, I get, right? I get it. I get the theory. Yeah. I'm just saying, but I'm, I'm, you know, I was feeling crap and every, I was feeling better as the day went on. So I'm like, mm-hmm. tomorrow's the day. And then I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, I just feel a bit shagging. Um, and there's a bit of guilt because you're looking at your plan and you're like, I, sure. can't, I cannot even do that. But I, I took your advice. I went for the, I just done 30 minutes in the pool. I'd done a 30 minute run, you know. Yeah, I just something's it. better than nothing. Great, I mean, but... firstly, while you're feeling bad, you know, if, if they always say sort of, if, if it's sort of uh, below the neck, then you rest. And if it's above the neck, so like a head cold kind of thing, you can do something light. But then you right. might want to think about, you know, just go to the gym and do some movement stuff or yeah. like it's, too yeah. many people overlook the, like, the benefit of just a really good walk, you know, like way better than sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah, it's going to make you feel better, but also has, you know, 5K is 5K, no matter if you run it or you walk it kind of thing. So yeah, has benefits in that way. So I think yeah. whilst you're sick, you know, assuming you're not too sick, 
something's better than nothing. Yeah, that that, um, was, that was me. It wasn't anything. See, I did have a, an ear infection as well, which was a bit brutal. But and there's certain yeah. things where you just yeah. you have to die back. And then when you're coming back from sickness, say, so you've been following a plan normally, and you've just had one week off. Dial it back a little. You know, take twenty percent off, and then, or maybe go back to sort of where you were two or three weeks ago, and then then yeah. build back up. But if it's been a longer period, or, or even if you're just getting back after Christmas now just be kind to yourself first and then just start by saying, you know, I'm going to move every day. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. So that means maybe a 30 minute jog. I'm not even going to look at the watch. You know, I'm not even going to sort of do this thing. I'm going to sit and watch one episode of something while I'm on the trainer, essentially yeah. just look at it in that sense. Yeah. And then once that starts to feel a bit better after a week or two, then you can sort of start again, uh, okay. at, towards the beginning of a plan, but just, uh, yeah, try to get that frequency back rather than anything too, too much so on that i think we've come to the end of the first of this year's first podcast um what are you what are you reading listening to watching doing i've just done uh well firstly uh with the wife uh season three of succession was a big success for us so if you've uh highly recommended for some seriously that rings a bell thoughtful tv again sort of a fictionalized version of like a media family. Um, I guess it's sort of based on the Rupert Murdoch and and sort of absolutely brilliant TV. So, so season three is friendly. What's that? Is it TT friendly? Turbo trainer friendly? No, no, not, it's, it's not selling sunset. It's way, way beyond (laughs) selling sunset. I'm screwed then. That is a problem. But if you want turbo trainer friendly on my tip from before, uh, I also did race through two seasons of the boys, which I I thoroughly recommend as sort of a a dark take on superhero kind of things. Like if, if, if Superman were real and he was a bad guy, how scary would that bad guy be? Um, and it's sort of a lot of, uh, sort of satire about sort of, social media and, and ah, uh, stuff as well in there, but very funny, very violent, uh, and okay. really enjoyable watch. So, uh, watch Squid Game? No, 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 it sounds possibly similar in that way. Should, uh, it's good. Really good. It's, it's up there with Breaking Bad for me. Oh, really? That yeah, good? It's really that good. Yeah. Yeah. Very well thought out. It just hits you. That's all I'm going to say. So, it, you're, you're sort of like, uh, what's going on here? And then boom, you're like, holy shit, did not uh, did not see that coming. And that's it, you're hooked. Worth a watch. <laughs> and you probably could watch. Yeah, actually, you can watch it in the turbotune. You may not want to, but you can. Um, so that's something I watched actually a couple of months ago. But uh, Dope Sick. I've heard of Plus. this, yeah. Yeah, it's all about the Sackler. It's all about the opioid crisis in sort of Midwest, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, then pushed down south or wherever. But in, in the US, uh, really, really messed up. Really sort of rage-inducing, um, which is, is really good. For me, not turbo uh, turbo trainer-friendly. And I actually watched over Christmas uh, Don't Look Up, the film. Yeah, I didn't think a lot of it. No? No, I didn't enjoy it at all. Do you not? I mean, the deeper message. I thought, thought it was, was a bit preachy and a bit um, yeah. obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I thought it was good. But, well, you've shot. Still that watched it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you've got to get your money's worth, right? It was on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading anything at the moment. I'm too busy, too busy reading stuff at work. The last thing I want to do is read. So yeah, just watching a lot of Netflix. It's that time of year. Winter's a good time for. Yeah, I think. I never used to care about weather. I have to say, the last couple of years, it's really just. I I just want. I just want warmer weather, (laughs) and I never used to be like that. 
But I think a couple of weeks, or maybe eight, six weeks, and we'll be past it, and then 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 it's all good. The, the, 50, Fifty-five days till Mallorca. Oh yeah, but who's counting, right? <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Cool. All right. On that, we'll uh, we'll finish up. So we'll see you guys next time in February, I guess. We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. No sort promises. <laughs> Ciao. All right. Bye bye. Subscribe, rate, and review Attack the Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. Find show notes and links on attack-club.nl and leave comments, questions, and suggestions on Instagram at attack.club. Happy training and racing.